1: Welcome to a brighter MMA roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I got a great, great crew here today. I got Bubba Jenkins, Bellator star, yay, yay. national champion. I gotta
2: find a new noise, man.
3: Yes. who!
1: There it is. Got yes, hootie who. Uh, <laughs> Bubba Jenkins, hootie Tyler Bowe, the great comedian who's moving. This fucking guy is leaving us.
3: Yeah, headed north. <sighs> Portland, <sighs> Oregon, you guys. If you got well, listeners give me some up there, check out for yourself. me. His Come. wife got a job, right? Uh, she got a fantastic job. That's where I was born and raised. All my family's up there. So it's, uh, it's kind of bittersweet, but it's going to be like a bit of a homecoming for me. So.
4: Mm. All right. Great.
1: <laughs> and then also uh, CB Gold is with us. How are you, man?
4: What's up, guys?
1: Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Tip-A-Fighter. Listen, Bubba Jenkins saw how fighters were being treated and didn't like it. This dude's an entrepreneur. He said, you know what? I'm going to change that. I'm going to make it so that the fans can tip the fighters. And that's what we can do. Okay, you like the way that a fighter performs? You like the way his knockout, like a submission? You can actually tip the fighter. Like I said, uh, Kyra Batera put this girl on a twister and then pounded the crap out of her. And I was like, you know what? I'm tipping this girl. That was amazing. Uh, There's all kinds of great fighters on Tip a Fighter. Uh, Bubba's on it. uh, Pitbull's on it. Um we just saw Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain Sterling is on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, he's fighting Brian Caraway coming up. You like the way Aljamain fights? Throw Algermain some money. Kevin Lee is on it. Uh some some great great fighters, some P- uh Panny Kanzad is on it. Um we uh, might
2: get a we might get an Aljamain versus uh uh
1: Caraway fighter contest thing going. Really? Yeah, yeah. that'll be awesome. We just
2: we're just looking to get the fans involved and the fighters involved.
1: I like it. I like it. I like it. So, tipoffighter dot com. Find out who's in it and throw these guys some money. Let's see how's it going, Adam. Adam, I'm doing well. Uh, I, I had a good week. I did a show Saturday for. It was like a private show for lawyers and judges. It was about fifty judges and lawyers. I get up there. There's a podium. It's never good to have a podium in front of you as a comic, <laughs> uh, but and of course the mic wasn't working. Did you get a little gavel? <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, it was fun. I was actually – the mic was so bad. It was, like, it was like, oh, God, really? You guys couldn't sound check this? But I started making fun of each judge and lawyer individually, and then they went crazy. They, yeah. were, having, they were having a great time. One guy came up to me afterwards. He's like, hey, man, listen. I just want to let you know uh, if you're getting some fucked up problems, I'm your lawyer. He goes, I, re- I represent Donald Sterling. I'm like, thanks, man. Like, I'm great you have confidence that I'm going to get in some like, – <laughs> so he gave me his card. Uh, but yeah, that was great. And then I saw Jake Ellenberger because I was down – it was in the OC, so I hung out with him, went to Hooters, uh, watched a fight. Uh, it was great seeing Jake. And um, that was really it. I had a great show last night at the at haha, the ha, And it was actually like – it was one of those shows where you're just like, man, the, the crowd was just – you get to, you get on stage and you just it's like the laughter just shoots through you and I'm like man this yeah. is what I was born to do yeah uh, it makes up for all those times that you're up there going what did I do with my life why am I up here what am I doing
3: and then how how short does that feeling last like you feel amazing for like the rest of the night maybe and then it kind of goes away right
1: uh well then later that night me, uh, me and the girlfriend met up we watched she never saw Puss in Boots. So uh, we watched Puss in Boots uh, because what happened was we were in a cat mood. So, yeah, so that was cool. Oh, yeah, uh, this girl I know, Jen Sturger, she actually adopted 10 kittens. She's fostering them, and I'm debating whether I should take one. They're really, really cute. They're Russian blues. They're like a couple weeks old. I know I already have two cats and a dog, but uh, I don't know. It's tempting. You're turning into that guy? Yes.
2: Uh, I did see the cat, though. It was
1: a cute cat, but.
3: You should get another dog just to even out the...
1: No, guys, a that's, that's, cat's so easy. You don't have to do anything. You just put litter, you, give, you pet them, water, cat litter, food. It's not like it's a huge ordeal. Yeah. And Bubba, how are you? What's going on with you? I'm good, man.
2: You know, I'm just in these streets, making sure my family's taken care of, making nice. sure we're staying healthy and happy, uh, watching the news, reading shit, you know, keeping my brain muscled up.
1: Like it, like it. Tyler, you? Uh,
3: good, man. I had a fun weekend. I went out to Vegas for Friday night for the Dirty at 1230 at the South Point. I had a killer show out there. I uh, took some young guys out there with me to do a couple of uh, short sets, and then I closed it out, and uh, we drank a bunch, and then had steak and eggs at four in the morning, and then... Drove home. Drove home that, that morning. No, no we, oh, no, we slept a little bit and then right. we drove home. But uh, then I did a set at, uh, I went over to CB's to watch the fights, man. What was that like? That was, uh, it was interesting. I didn't know what to expect. I was driving up into these, these Hollywood Hills, man. Just kept going all the way up yep. uh, to his folks' house. <laughs> yep. Which uh, is crazy nice. Uh, they've got a bathroom that's, completely mirrors wow walk in and when you're taking a piss you can see your dick from like 15 different angles wow it's pretty impressive um that room could get scary for some people.
1: (laughs) Uh Uh, because your dick's so small i I hear you man uh
3: but yeah we hung out we watched the fights i met some of cb's friends what were they like they were pretty normal man no
1: yeah really yeah Uh, that's amazing (laughs) that's that's the craziest news i've heard all year and cb what's going on with you
4: Nothing much, man. Just finished up uh, watching the pups. Folks came home last night, had a little get-together for the fights yesterday, cleaned up the house. Probably did more house cleaning yesterday than I've done in my entire life. But You know, thanks make,
2: for the invite, though. Got to make <laughs> it presentable
4: it. To fucking, it was awesome. for my mom to get home, and then uh, I'm back on. Gotcha, how,
2: many, man. how many black guys were in attendance, Bo? <laughs> Zero. Uh,
1: <laughs> None? Zero. No.
2: Well, no, that's cool. I could have been talking black guy. But, you
1: know, <laughs> that's fine. Don't so worry. So let's about it. talk about a couple things. First of all, we've got to get to UFC 198. We've got to talk about. All right, I'll we'll start off with Will Brooks getting fired or getting dropped from Bellator. I don't understand this at Fire, all. Fired,
2: dropped, released. I mean, what's the difference, right.
1: really? The guy has won nine fights in a row or eight fights in a row. He's the champion. Record of 17 and one. He's a beast. And they drop him. I, I don't. Bellator. This is not a good look for Bellator. I mean, I understood when when it was when they when Bjorn Rebney released Ben Askren. That made no sense. And then it was like, okay, Coker's going to come in and change things a little bit. And I don't know. I don't see much change. And I see. I don't understand why he got. I think he he tweeted out that he might have take a job at Target to make more money <laughs> than he does in Bellator. I think that must have pissed people off. But at the same time, if Bernie Sanders gets elected. I think minimum wage is now $100 an hour so that maybe that uh <laughs> but I mean uh, you're more on the inside of this what happened First
2: of all you'd never want to bite the hand that feeds you especially publicly I mean you can say what you want to your wife behind doors you know but when you're in the public and you're a champion for an organization you want to be as you know they did put you you did put yourself in that position but they did you know get you to that point they did it's a marriage you know what I mean so you want to be respectful on that point you don't bite the hand to feed you everyone knows that but you know it, it, like you said it, it doesn't it's not the best look for a Bellator but you know if you're a champion and you and you you know you go you get released you know you go to any other organization as probably the highest free agent because you're a champion you know what I mean you go anywhere and negotiate whatever contract because you're a champion so that that's a good look for him but you know
3: but
1: guys, I don't know. I don't know how.
2: I don't know how many times I got to tell you this, Adam.
1: It's not a sport. But CB but, but, Gold, but, but Tyler
2: Bow. But it ain't about the
1: sport. The guys in the UFC. I mean, you see it all the time. Fighters being like, "What am I going to get a fight? This is bullshit." And I feel like it kind of adds to the whole. Yeah, getting the fans Algernon Sterling was saying that he was
2: going to be, you know, quit and be a teacher or something like that.
1: I, have, I mean, I think as a, look as a person in charge of Bellator or the UFC. You, I would think that you must understand that we're talking about people that fight in a cage for a living, okay? They're not necessarily the best business people. They're not the best emotional. Unless you're, you know, trying to
2: put things together. But, yeah, go ahead. They're, They're not the, the
1: most emotional uh, stable people. Most stable people. And you know what? People might act out once in a while. And it, it, you don't just get rid of the champ, a guy who, who's won eight fights in a row. What are you doing, Bellator? We talk about this every other week. What are you doing? CB, your that. thoughts.
4: From what I read this morning, he asked for his release and pressured uh. him enough that he wanted out.
1: Okay. All right. Well, then I take it back.
4: He was okay. really unhappy there, and they weren't really trying to give him even the time of day. So he got released. But I am happy with the other move they made this weekend. Which is what? Pulling Minnikov's title. Yeah. So the heavyweight title is now yeah, vacant. Yeah, you've been
2: calling for that
4: for a while now. It's been over two years. His last fight was the beginning of April in 2014, but he's taken three fights in Russia in the last six months.
1: All right. So that happened. Did uh, you win him? Now, what?
4: did he win those? He won all three, yeah.
1: Let's talk about the UFC fights. Uh, I'm so proud of Steve Uh Here's a guy who is a, a great guy, an EMT, a fireman, a, a role model, a college baseball player, a, a boxer, a college wrestler. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I met the guy was super cool, super nice, fun, interacts with fans. And uh, I think Verdum just got, look, you know, you're fighting. For the title, you, you're the champion. You're, you're the, you're the best. When he walked out, I'm watching the fight with Ellenberger, and he's making those goofy faces. Ugh. I'm like, this is not <laughs> a good sign. I understand being relaxed. It's another thing that, like, you, you know, you'd think he was playing with his two-year-old nephew, and they oh, look at my face. Like, I, I knew it was a bad sign. I, I, right away, I go, Jake, I don't think this is, this is good. And so then he walks out. You know, they start the fight. He lands some, a couple big shots on Stipe. But you're fighting a guy who's a Golden Glove boxer, who has a lot of boxing training, and you go in there with your hands down, not respecting his power at all, and not setting up your shots, and he got— He he was, was ch- he was chasing him.
3: He was chasing him, and yeah. he got caught. You watch that the last, like, the set right before the finish. He's chasing him. They're kind of moving in sync, and then Stipe just plants and throws that punch, and bam, man, and he just fell in a heap
1: seemed like he made it very easy for, for Stipe. Uh, that was not the fight I, don't, I think he wanted at all. It was, it was one of those things where it was like, if, if this fight goes to the ground, Stipe is in trouble. And it didn't seem like he made much effort to take it to the ground. He thought he could pick him standing. And yeah,
3: I mean, I want to say we did predictions, and I, uh, you guys picked Stipe. Um, I, I picked Verdum, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, I, uh, I, w- I wanted Stipe to win. I'm very stoked for him. He was so thrilled to bring the belt bla- back to Cleveland. Um, but I just – I thought Vernou might get it done because I thought he was more experienced and had fought tougher guys. But he went in there like he, he looked relaxed, and he didn't fight smart, and uh, he got caught, and he and he, and he he paid the price.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um
2: I don't agree with your assessment of him <laughs> walking out. The only thing is like it's in hindsight, so you can say, man, that's not a good idea. But when you're – one, when you're the champion, you can do what the fuck you want. Two, when you're trying to stay relaxed – you People don't realize that type of pressure that comes out. I mean, you can have put in the best training camp and be in the best conditioning, but if you have anxious nerves or you have anxiety in your brain, when you get in the cage, you'll gas out. And, have you ever walked out making funny faces like that? No, that's not my that's that's not the way that I deal with my nerves. But I can see that him. Being the champion, being with all these faces on him, being in Brazil in his hometown, that adds extra anxiety that people don't calculate. I mean, that that shit is real. What's in your head when you're going, when you're walking out there can affect the way, can affect everything. I mean, you could have an 8-week, 10-week, 12-week training camp, and then on your walkout, if you fucking get nervous or you do something bad or you're thinking the wrong things, that'll just crushed the last 12 weeks so to make faces to try to stay calm to relax to to, you know just put every i mean that's what he was doing it's a it's a it's a ploy to stay relaxed but there's a you know like you said there's a fine line but i don't agree with the assessment of all i don't think that's gonna no not always um you know
1: that doesn't always happen um you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do as a fighter it just seemed like it it just seemed as 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 a whole he, he he wasn't really respecting stipe no that could be true because of the way he fought The way, yeah, it it wasn't just a way, it was just, it was everything. It was the whole thing.
2: No, we can agree to disagree, son. It's okay.
1: But, you know, I, I, you know what? (laughs) But I think this now it's one of those things where Stipe has his work cut off for him. I mean, if he gets an immediate rematch with Verdum, which I think he should, but I, I don't think he will, but I think he should. Verdum's not going to make that same mistake of not respecting whoa, his power. Whoa, whoa. Who gets immediate rematches
2: these days? What is that about?
1: <laughs> Conor McGregor. Yeah. Uh, but it, 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 I think they're probably going to have him fight Overeem next, Yeah, which is going to be a tough fight for uh, for uh, Stipe. Uh, I think Stipe wins that fight, but pff, Overeem, it, it, power, uh, you, you got to look at, okay, who has better boxing, straight boxing, Stipe, wrestling, Stipe. Jiu-Jitsu, I see it's probably a wash.
4: Cardio Stepe. Cardio
1: Stepe. Kickboxing Overeem. Um who do you think wins that fight? I got Stepe,
2: you know. he's, he's going to defend that belt harder than ever and I think like I've always said I I think over I've always said it but it's probably not true, but I'm going to continue to say I think Overeem's best days and the behind best him. best performance is not going to be with Stepe. Yeah. The
1: behind him. So that's going to be a good fight. Uh, the other fight, uh, some of the other fights that we saw, uh, the Jacare versus Vitor, that was a, a brutal beatdown. Yeah, Vitor Belfort is not the same fighter off TRT, not even close. Uh, TRT Vitor maybe beats Jacare, but this version of Vitor Belfort is not. Uh, and I was, and I, you know, it happens, but
4: Jacare is just a monster. Uh, thoughts on that fight? I mean, I thought it went exactly how it was supposed to. Yeah, I was uh, when Vitor sprawled on that first takedown. The Jaccard went for, I was like, "Okay, maybe he'll use it to get up." And then just Jaccard, literally, like he just he kept crawling, like he does. But he was pushing Vitor closer and closer to the cage. And then he just he got on top. And like I said last week, if Weidman's mount, Vitor couldn't get out of. Yeah, you're not moving when Jaccard on top. You know? Yeah,
2: Jaccard was the man. He's yeah. yeah, he's on the rise. He's he's hungry. It he looks like he's hungry. So. Yeah, I want to see him versus the
1: winner, the winner versus Wybin Rockhold. Unless Wybin wins, and then it should be best out of three, um, which is a good possibility. Uh, whatever happened to Yol? Well, Yol got suspended for the year for taking whatever he no, was they taking. They cut
4: it down. They cut it down to what? I think it was like three or six months because the the substance that he was tested positive for was actually not listed in the ingredients of what he took. So the athletic commission said, okay, so that's kind of a technicality. We're not going to give you the two years or whatever it was. So, uh, hmm.
1: Uh, the cyborg fight, Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I was obviously pushing for Leslie. I like Leslie. Um, the way Leslie fights is tailor made for cyborg, which I kind of knew. I even said that I go, I really hope she keeps her distance wears her out, tires her out, maybe does something in the third round. Instead, she decided to, to trade with Cyborg, which is a terrible idea. Um, look, Cyborg, but do I think the fight was fight was stopped too early? Yes, a tad bit too early. Do I think inevitably she would have lost the fight? Did, do I want to see her get hurt? No. It didn't seem like that fight was going any other way, uh, which, which I hate to say it because I, I was rooting for Leslie badly. Cyborg is a monster, and... I think that anybody at 135 other than Holly Holm she beats. She, I th- I think she beats Misha. I think she beats Nuñez. I think she beats Ronda. I think Holly Holm has the boxing and the uh the the ring generalship, so we call it, to stay away from her and kind of win that fight. If she in a 5 round fight, boy, she she's got to get through with that girl Kaja, first, who's another uh really really good fighter. But if Cyborg can make 139, I think she can make 135. Uh, and I know, I know it's, you know, from wrestling, it's, it's hard. It's a fucking big difference, it's a man. Big, yeah. But I think she can do it. Because uh, people, are, people are not going to fight her at this 139 catch weight. Uh, if I'm Misha Tate's management and she gets through Nunez, do not go to 139. You you go to the weight class and we fight. It, it, it's, it's the only way she's going to get that belt if she loses those four pounds. Bubba.
2: No, I agree with you. Um just, shouts out to leslie she she's a tough opponent She's a tough girl um she apparently she wanted this fight kind of thing. you know this is yeah. fresh off of her last victory, so you know she's got the mind of a champion but cyborg's a whole different animal. you know I, my first trip to California um for any, anything in the May was to train with cyborg or to train cyborg for her upcoming fight a couple couple years ago in wrestling, and she was as strong as they come as a woman. Um, she was as fast as they come. She, she's she's got a worth that that, that you know it's unparalleled. So I I can see that coming. But like you said, if she can make thirty nine, if she wants the belt, the belt is worth four pounds. So you gotta go get there, and no one else is gonna. Especially how you're destroying people and have been destroying people, no one's gonna give you any type of advantage, especially yeah. when they already feel like they're the underdog, even if they're the champion. So do you I think? Uh,
1: what about the, me saying the only girl that could beat her is Holly Holm? You agree?
2: I'd have to I have to see way more, I have to see way more out of a lot more people because I I feel like you know the reason why they brought me in was to help her wrestling and you know that's one thing that no one ever gets to see is how she rules around, um, and I think that there are some girls out there that can give her She's a black belt in
1: jiu jitsu. Is she a black belt? It's different. We we're I think She has a
2: black belt.
4: Now.
1: We we're talking about
2: getting punched on while you jiu jitsu. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying you go for a lock on me, I'm, and I I got an arm free. Fuck your black belt, all right? Tyler? Your ass going to sleep.
3: Uh, I would probably agree with that. I think... That it, I mean, Styles is everything, and I think uh, Misha's fantastic. She's an incredible fighter, but I think her style would, would be a maybe not a great matchup with Cyborg because she likes to kind of stay in the pocket and punch. Well, Who Styles a good matchup? Her. Well, I think Holly because she's yeah. got the footwork to, to keep away from her. Yeah. And I don't think... I mean, Cyborg looks like she hits like a truck. She but, hits like a truck. But but Holly has the pedigree, the skill of. I mean, her boxing's on another level. So she might not have the power, but when you can put together combinations and, and the footwork that Holly has, I think she probably had the ability to stay away from her and pepper her with shots yeah. and maybe drag her into some deeper water. Yeah, but
2: that Bob and
1: Weave got to be perfect.
3: And the kicks, she throws great kicks too. So okay, so this girl
1: Serena De Jesus. I don't know if it's De Jesus or it's Jesus. What is it? All right, we're gonna ask her. She's four and as an amateur. My and, bet is De Jesus. Uh, you think so? Yeah, I mean, who, who and uh, Jesus? She um, she she uh, trains over with Syndicate. Uh, she's she's a really really sweet girl, a very outspoken girl, and uh, she very very interesting story about her actually.
0: And here I am. <laughs> hey, Serena. Hi. Hi. <clears throat> How's it going? Damn, I'm really tired. I'm doing all right. Um, it's Monday, but it's nice and warm. So you know what? I can't complain. <laughs>
1: nice. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. You're here with Bubba Jenkins, as well as Top oh, Sweet CB Gold. How are you? So you're 4-0. You're killing it. Training over at Syndicate, right? With Roxy? Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Nice. And uh, So you know, we're just yin and yang. Where she gets carded at the bar for getting orange juice and doesn't curse. I'm the one drinking v- vodka lemonade and stuff like that. I'm like what? What?
1: <laughs> nice. And you're from and you're from Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. When did you move to Vegas?
0: Um. Oh, actually, a day after Roxy's uh last fight in Invicta, because I was traveling all over the country at this time at that time. Um, I went to help um, Misha um, with Holly Holm. She wanted me to come train with her because she actually took me up for dinner when I had my last fight out on the West Coast. Um, and, you know, I just kind of told her, like, I didn't think she'd hit me up on it. I'm like, hey, if you ever have to fight Holly Holm, you need a southpaw to work with. You know who to call. Lo and behold, right after I come back from Costa Mesa in January for the Invicta fights there, she's like, hey, can you come out and, and train with me? I'm like, what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kind of having a panic attack, but I'm like, this is amazing. Wow. So and then, yeah, yeah, I trained with her, and then I went to train with Andrea, KGB Lee, help her get ready for her fight, and then I went to Vegas, and I'm like, you know what? I've been traveling all over, and might as well just make the move and just do it now. So, here I am.
1: <laughs> How old were you when you started training?
0: Um, I was just out of high school, so I was uh, 18. Um, I started doing more jujitsu and um uh, and, uh, um Muay Thai and then I kinda branched off from there, um my last Muay Thai fight, I think it was two thousand twelve. Oh sorry, my phone's buzzing. That's okay. Um he up I broke someone's ribs in my oh. last Muay Thai fight. No one in the in the surrounding area wanted to fight me. So I'm like, you know what, fine. I'll just go and do an I went out for the first time just in the kid about it's like two years ago now and trained with Roxy. And then I came back and I had my first MMA fight in the winter. I went against a jujitsu coach. who kept trying to run me in the wall, like GSP levels of stalling. Just would not let me go. But every time I we were separated in the cage, it was kind of making her building some kind of a sock and bop robot. Just like having her chin just way up every time I would hit her. Wow! Um, hey. And I ended up winning the fight by choking her out. So describe irony.
1: Now you have a very interesting story. So, uh, so what? Now you were diagnosed with Asperger's. Uh
0: mm-hmm. huh. And how old were you when you were diagnosed with this? Well, I was 13, but, um, my whole life I was like, I was having different diagnoses thrown at me and different medic medications thrown at me, which I really was not really cool with. I mean, they had me on Ritalin at age four. I mean, what kind of bullshit is that? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And they just kept going like, okay, well this didn't work. Let's throw this, that, and the other at her. I'm like, and it wasn't until, you know, after many diagnoses, after many, me- you know, medicine combos, they finally figured out I was autistic and they got me off the medicine and got me the right social training I needed. And I thrived a bit, but I didn't thrive as well as like, you know, as I could have until I joined uh, MMA because right. um, it was, I was forced to socialize yet. I wasn't forced, you know what I mean? I wanted to do this. So I went and did it, but I had, to, I had to be forced to socialize with people in order to understand something in jiu like a move set, or I had to have a training partner, like, you know, drilling stuff in Muay Thai. So it really helped me grow. I've met very wonderful people. And I've also seen, you know, I've become more educated about the ugly side of, you know, people and the sport in general, too. And it's helped me just overall grow as a human being. And I love. this is why I love the sport.
1: So now there, there are... Um... Uh, there are different you know, types of autism, right, and different kind of levels mm-hmm. in it. So what, what? Yeah. So what? What do they say about about your about your case?
0: I'm mild, but my sister, who has a different um, diagnosis under the spectrum, is moderate. She's 14, but mentally she's like eight. Right. Um, there are still subtle so uh social situations that'll go over my head. Um, I still get pretty nasty social anxiety, but people don't see don't speed a lot because I've trained to kind of been like hold myself out for as long as I can but I need to take my break I need to take a break <laughs> like I will if not I'll just like break down oh no like you know kind of shut down a little bit and people will notice um like for example when I'm like in a bar I have to and there's like so many noises around lights humming people you know doing their thing it's it's overwhelming Mm -hmm. And I have to have my headphones on. So that's why when, you know, I admit that you summed my headphones in, wasn't me being like an asshole or anything. It was just like, you know, there was a lot of noise at the time. I needed like a a steady stream of noise to focus on, you know, so I would listen to something. It wouldn't even be a full song. be like maybe a good 20, 30 seconds, and I'd be like, okay, I'm back, you know?
1: (laughs) Right, right, right. Gotcha. So sometimes you bring your headphones to bars, it's too noisy mm-hmm. and you kind of have to zone out a little bit. You have to be like, all right, I have to get back into my world kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's studying for a long time. It's so subtle. People don't notice unless I pull it out right in the middle of a conversation and they're like, Hey man, what the fuck is this? I'm like, chill. I'll explain in a few seconds. And then, then after I do they're like, Oh, okay. My bad. Right. I'm like, no problem. Let's go get a beer. <laughs>
1: right, right, right. So now, now mixed martial arts has helped you. You said, because it actually helps with your
0: autism, correct? Mm hmm It helps me focus. It's helped. It's taught me life lessons, I think, no other form of therapy could have. And it's something, it's really great stress relief. Like, we all have been that one person in jujitsu who has panicked when they're being crushed by somebody and they start flailing their arms, they get caught in an arm bar, you know, head and arm chokes and all that stuff. But um, in time after, you know, I would learn how to not panic even when something literally is crushing me. And it's helped me it's helped me with my anxiety that's associated like you know with my autism, like how to not panic when I'm in a situation i I can't deal with it's taught me how to breathe, how to relax, how to find a way out of it or how to how to at least cope with it So you, you said your younger
3: sister oh I'm sorry you, you said your okay. your younger sister's a, a little further on the spectrum. is this something that you would recommend for her to try as well or
0: well, I would I would love to see her do it because females in general, I believe all females should be learning some form of self-defense, especially if they're, um, you know, they, they're, you know, they're autistic or they're at a higher risk of being targeted. Um, she, she would do it, I think, but she's also my polar opposite. Well, I'm the big tomboy outdoorsy person. Um, she's the fashionista Barbie and pretty princesses and sparkly shit all over the place. So when I was at home, I would like walk in a room like, you know, like, hey, Kelsey, time to get ready for school. I stepped foot and I'm like, oh, my foot's on fire. It's pink. Whoops. Let's take that foot out of there.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. So what Uh, what belt are you in jiu-jitsu?
0: I'm a blue belt, but I've been a blue belt for quite a while. I've missed a lot of belt promotions because I've been traveling so much. Um, I'm hoping that in time, you know, I'll just I'll get my purple belt. But it's something I'm, you know, it's not too pressing. It happens when it's supposed to happen. And besides, like, Muay Thai better anyways, so... <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, I, and you're 4-0 as an amateur. Are you going to go pro?
0: I'm hoping to and like, and a, and a few fights. Um, I, I'm hoping that I get a, to fight again next month in Las Vegas for Tough Enough's, one of their biggest events, Pack the Mac. Um, but we'll see if that's going to happen or not. I'm um, hoping that maybe one, maybe two more fights before I can set up pro because it is weighing heavily on me. I mean... Shannon Knapp and Julie Kedzie both told me at the Invicta events, which just happened a week ago, they saw my fight and they loved it. I'm like, oh, my future boss just saw my fight. Oh, my God, yes.
1: <laughs> now, uh, now, when you were growing up, did kids give you a hard time at all?
0: Always. And you know what? It wasn't until I started fighting back that they kind of stopped. This is why I don't believe in this whole zero tolerance, you know, policies that – no matter who starts the fight or if someone defends themselves they're both getting in trouble no not that if someone is swinging at your kid you better teach your kid how to you know defend themselves and hit them back if someone's being a, a dick you know i agree i, I mean agree. that's what my that's what my mom did she would yell at me in the principal's office but she's like you know after we got out she's like we're getting ice cream i'm like hell yeah
1: now do you think <laughs> do you think you really have autism or everyone's just really too boring for you cuz i think i have the same I problem
0: think, i think i have it i mean I've gone from a long time of denying I had it, um, you know, until like you know, stuff like events like Sandy Hook was like, you know, everyone's doing an autistic witch hunt. I was like, okay, I got to be a positive face for this, given that now everybody thinks we're all, you know, emotionless killers. But um, I think I have it. There are certain ticks and stuff I don't, I don't feel fully comfortable talking about that I have yet. Certain social problems, certain other issues that coexist with my autism i don't think i want to open up quite yet to but hey this is the start i went from denying i had to like being more open and just saying i have it you know so maybe in time i'll discuss more of the issues i have with you know being on the spectrum But for right now not yet
1: <laughs> you're very funny on twitter by the way i i enjoy your you're always calling people out and calling them pussies and stuff so i uh, <laughs> i really uh appreciate
0: that now um uh, any, well, that was because six people in a row ducked me in the fall. I'm like, really? When you're cutting weight on and off since like when since like you know the end of summer, you tend to get a little irritated and start calling people pussies for backing out. But that's just that's just me. <laughs> nice.
1: Now, I think you should be more. I mean, look, the fact that you have autism and you're four and and you're a fighter. You should be like the poster girl for, I mean, right. You should be making some money at this. You should be like uh famous. This is, a. this is, this is a overcoming a lot. I mean, you're, this is amazing what you're doing. This is not just some, some little feat. I mean, the, the, you're accomplishing a lot. You're, you should be very,
0: very proud of yourself.
1: Really proud of yourself. I try. <laughs>
0: Honestly. I just try. I mean, I don't put myself on a higher pedestal than everybody else. It's just kind of keep my head low and keep working and keep doing what I'm doing because that, that, there's other people who are doing crazy shit too who would like deserve some kudos and props. Yeah, maybe one of the few um, fighters on the spectrum doing that. I mean, there's a dude who's also on the spectrum doing that. I forget his full name, but I know his nickname is R- Captain Redbeard. Is it Diego I think Sanchez? It bearded
1: too. Is it Di- <laughs> yeah, I think that's... <laughs> is it not Diego? I don't Diego? I think he's not. Awesome. Now, um, now uh, do you have a boyfriend or what?
0: I dated once. It was horrible, and that was like you know when I was still kind of going into the sport a little bit. Um, he was kind of one of those whiny, like mom and mommy and daddy paid for his private college tuition, paid for his car, paid for his gas, and here I am busting my ass working and like you know and training. So I try, I, I cut out time to see him like one, like you know once or twice a week, and I would hang out with him for pretty much the whole day when I had t- when I had my days off. And no, he wanted more time. I'm like, Well, are you gonna help me out here? And he's like, Pretty much no. And then he's like, You love training more than me So after years of put up with this bullshit, I could I had a test. I'm like, All right, Robbie, I'll drop all my training, I'm going to spend more time with you. He's like, really? You're the best girlfriend ever. I'm like, bitch, that was a test. You failed. Bye. Wow. <laughs> I just dropped him. And he got so pissed, and he was, like, making up all these excuses. Like, apparently, like, he thought I was cheating on this one Colombian friend of mine who I helped in college for his for his essays and stuff, and we we're cool. He was like, oh, you're cheating on me with that, dude. I'm like, for real, though? Really? You You just can't accept you're an asshole, right? Mm. All right, you know what? More bonus points for me.
1: <laughs> Baba. anything you want to say to Serena Southpaw? Yeah, I think that was awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think the trick she pulled on him was pimp-like and masterful. <laughs>
0: masterful. Nice. Hey, you know what? <laughs> That's how I roll, man.
1: That's how you roll. Well, Smooth. listen, Serena, it was a pleasure having you on. the. Where can people find you?
0: People can find me on both Instagram and Twitter at Serena Southpaw. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, you know, facebook.com slash Serena Southball. You can pretty much find me anywhere and everywhere. And hey, if you get past managing security on Facebook, I'll find you. Do you so have thanks a- for having me on, Adam. Oh, a-
1: a- no, thank you for being you. You're an
0: inspiration.
1: Uh, do you have a-, a-, a day job or any kind of job?
0: i um, currently looking. I'm just babysitting and helping run business websites and also... Uh, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm, people's, I'm writing people's uh, essays online for money, like 25 bucks a page. So, woohoo! Academic dishonesty pays off after all. Is that
1: legal? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, think, I don't think maybe you should tell people that. They make okay. movies about people like you. <laughs> <laughs> but we you, should, you should get her on Tip-A-Fighter.
0: Yeah, I, I think people
1: would actually, there's a thing called Tip-A-Fighter where people can tip you for your fights. uh, Hey, if
0: they tip amateur shit, I'll be all over that, because if anybody saw the ass-whooping clinic I put on two weeks ago, they'd be loving me. There you go. (laughs) Well,
1: Bubba Jenkins will be in contact with you. Uh, Serena Southpaw, thank you for everything you do.
0: All right. Thanks, guys.
1: Take care.
4: Real cool uh,
1: chick, man. Got a great personality.
2: (laughs) You could tell that, like, you know, she... She's been through some stuff in her life. Yeah. but she's you know one of those strong-minded individuals. And, Jesus, you know, right? To have to have autism and stuff like that, and to one still be successful, two still have that open mind and that great personality. You can tell her energy is up. Um, that's awesome. Yo, know? she's cool as shit.
1: Isn't that crazy that you you're actually buying an essay for someone who has autism? Though, uh, like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she doesn't disclose that though. <laughs> You know, I,
2: I'm pretty sure the business wouldn't be booming as bad, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to write your essay. So do you have any mental problems? No, I just got autism. We're good, though. Send me the money.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. Good for Serena. What was you saying?
3: Oh, I just, I was going to ask. So she's 4-0 amateur. Uh, w- when do you make the call? When do you make the jump? What do you have to do to make the jump from amateur to pro? Is it just like you decide you're going to do it or is there's like uh, some kind of a, like a, like, what, h- how do you navigate that?
1: I was never amateur, so I don't know. Just- uh, I think I think at a certain point it depends. You know, it's funny because I sometimes I'll look at people's amateur careers and they go and they have like. 19 and 2. 19 and 2. <laughs> yeah. Or some people actually go from losses to pros. Uh, a lot of times, the last amateur fight was a loss. Well, they're like, yo, don't get my ass beat. I might as so well get so paid. <laughs> <some>. <laughs> well, you see people that like had successful pro careers, yeah. and their last fight was an amateur. And you're like, man, what gave you the confidence that you're getting beat by people who are amateurs? Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I know. think, I think it's to... a
2: comfortability thing, you know. Once you think, okay, I have mastered what I think I know at this level, and it's time to one challenge myself two, see if I can, you know, compete with these guys. And three, I got make some damn money. All this training, all this doing, all of that, you know, I got to pick some dream dudes. T B,
1: you okay? Right. What's the matter? Nothing. What, no, something's going on with She's you. Hanging out. Are you sure?
4: Yeah.
1: What do you think of uh, Serena Southpaw? She's awesome.
4: I spent a lot of time with her before in Victor, uh, Thursday and Saturday. I think I was the first person to ever walk up to her with photos to get signed. so she was like looking at them, and then she was like, "We well, should have got this one off my Facebook. I'm like, I didn't even think about going on your Facebook. Right. Um, and in terms of what I know about going amateur to pro, it's a personal choice. Right. I mean, there's a lot of times where guys will be like, you know, we want to sponsor you, and you can get a sponsorship, and they're like, all right, it's time to go pro, I can make the money, but from what I know, it is, uh, you could just say, you know, this is my last fight before I turn pro. But you don't want to turn pro if you don't have like a fight contract. You don't want to be like I'm a pro, and then everybody's like, no, I really don't want you to fight yeah. for us. So.
1: so, let's talk about a fight that happened in Bellator last week, the King Mo Phil Davis fight. I watched that Sunday morning. Couple thoughts on that fight. I was people thought that King Mo got robbed. I didn't think it was a. Ro- I didn't think it was a robbery. Um, Wrong. I didn't think it was a robbery. I thought King Mo won the first round. Phil Davis definitely won the third round. Second round could have won either way. It not much action. Robbed. Uh, you think he got robbed? Robbed.
2: You can rob these nuts.
1: You thought Phil Davis won? I mean, I'm biased, obviously, because feels like you know
2: family to me. Yeah. Um, but Phil was definitely the more active person. I wouldn't say the more aggressive one. He didn't control the cage, but you know, it was it was a lot lot similar to my fight with Jordan Parsons rest his soul, um, without the takedowns, you know. I moved around, but when we planned it and had to do something as far as an exchange, I won the exchange. Oftentimes, Mo would throw bombs and, you know, try to swing at Phil, but the leg kicks, the body kicks, they weren't damaging, but they were, I mean, if we're going by a point system, if you're going by who's the tougher guy and who's going to, you know, be the best in the war, you got to give that fight to Mo, but there uh, there's a point system that people yeah. don't take into consideration. And if it was a point system, you got tech fault because you didn't do shit. You know what I mean? There was every now and then you threw some balls He won the first round.
1: Mo won the first round. It wasn't 30-27. Moe won the first round. The second round was close. You're right. I thought Phil Davis won the second round. I was kind of looking to give it to him, though, based on our friendship. But you could have argued that Moe won the second round. Third round, it was knockdown it was, it was knockdown. He had him on, on Queer Street, as they say. And, uh, but, you know, King Mo, as good of a fighter as he is, he somehow gets in these decisions that you, like. he really only has, I would say, two clear losses. Feijao was the loss and the Man, first and loss Newton. to Newton. The, I thought he won the second Newton fight. I thought he won the Rampage fight. And you could argue he won this fight. But
2: if you're going to give him the rampage win, isn't that not the same thing with rampage and Mo law wasn't that not the same fight?
1: The problem is, is that King Mo is getting into these close fights where you could argue either way that, that that's yeah, the issue that's
2: the issue, but if you're looking at the schematics and
1: there were and more it, takedowns in the rampage fight, didn't he take him down a couple times yeah you know, uh, didn't that, Ma- but
2: that was it that that was that was the difference, yeah, you know what I mean I'm counting the difference as uh phil doing those superman leg kicks leg kick leg kick push kick you know every now and then a good jab i mean there was a lot of things that phil did that was successful and then you give the takedowns one-to-one give the body kicks to phil you know give who was hurt i mean at, at any point in the fight moe was hurt then the yeah. takedown came and i, I yeah, that's I, he what i'm saying that's why i didn't think a it was submission a submission attempt you know what i mean it definitely I mean.
1: wasn't a robbery no but but it definitely uh it was cl- but moe's got a Figure out a way to not kick, make these fights as close as they are. Thirty
2: twenty eight. Uh
1: Yeah. Did you watch card. the fight? I did see that one. Uh, but the whole Bellator card was weird. My friend fought on it. My friend from Fresno, he got destroyed. The guy with the tattoo on his face. I uh, forgot the guy, uh, Rick Rieger, I think his name is. Yeah. Oh, man. He and, did get destroyed. I, I like that guy, but he got annihilated. Uh, and there were all these... Like, the whole card was a guy... Making this pro debut, a guy 1 0. Uh, it was the weirdest primetime Saturday night card I've ever seen in Bellator history. I mean, you had guys primetime Saturday night, a guy 1 0 versus a guy 0 0. I'm like, what? I understand you got to fill in prelims, but. There are a lot of Bellator fighters right out there right now that would have loved. Yeah, guys just looking for fights. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, my dad wanted to watch fights Saturday night. My, and so he put on Bellator because he didn't want to pay $70 for the UFC. I guarantee a lot of people wanted to watch or just in that same situation. Saturday night fights, great. Phil Davis, King Moe, well, I know those guys. Why not put a fucking Caldwell or this guy or Jenkins or, or – I mean, that's the time to do it. man.
4: I'm not defending it, but they were scrambling for that card with the whole Josh Thompson's out, and then Parsons was fighting, then he passed. All right,
1: you know, there's right. a fight this Friday, right? There's a pit bull, and a Georgie Caracanyan. There's
4: Manhoff-Carvalho for the middleweight championship. Why
1: not combine those cards? Why not? Why not take the best fights this Friday— Put him on that card. You tell me that if you would have had Manhoff on that card and you would have had Georgie versus Pitbull and it's then a Pat, Pat Curran versus Georgie and then you have the King Mo. I mean, you could argue that was not as good as a 198, but a fucking good card to watch. Instead, I'm watching a guy who I think is making his pro debut. I mean, Put Serena Southpaw on the fucking card if you're gonna do that. I mean, so, I mean what, what are you doing? I don't know. No
4: offense, I don't, Serena, but I don't trust Bellator with their girls' division anymore. All right, <laughs> maybe their mentality was that
3: they figured if they're going head to head with a card on uh, UFC card on a Saturday night, that they wouldn't try to press it, that stack it, and just focus on the, the next card. Then why go head
1: to head on a Saturday night? And, and, and why get a King Mo, uh, Phil Davis on it? I mean. What well, I I I think maybe you have you, you you get the venue six months in advance and you, there's a whole thing, but it just makes no sense. I mean, there were literally guys who were O and O fighting on that card, like make an O and O fighter on a Saturday night at nine That's o'clock. A perfect record on
4: Spike TV. <laughs> I've, I've also noticed someone's <laughs> O must go in that fight. It really, is in a- Bellator when they do the prelims, a lot of the time, and I've been paying attention to this, they'll do a lot of local fighters so they don't have to pay like travel fees and stuff like that. Like when dynamite was, was, yeah, it was dynamite when it was in San Jose um, last year, a lot, probably like I think six or seven guys on the prelims alone were AKA guys because they're down the fucking street. They don't stack their prelims because to be honest with you, nobody's sitting on spike.com trying to watch their prelims Yeah, and their main card. I'm not defending it, but they had to scramble with a lot of fights and they didn't have much to work with because, yeah, you're going up against one of the greatest UFC cards ever put together. So, and then everything happened, and it, it was just I don't know. It's a tough then, position. then put the James
1: Thompson or move Kimbo it to Friday on Friday night. Then fucking, then be
4: creative with it. Move it to Friday night. Don't do it Saturday night.
1: dash
4: yeah. <laughs> Dodgeball, bitches. Listen.
1: All right. So, we are waiting for Tom Ryan to pick up. In the meantime, I want to thank our sponsor, Tip a Fighter. Listen, uh, we can make a difference in fighters' lives, we can pay them money they deserve. So go to dot com. Fighters, if you're out there busting your ass every day, uh, why not make some extra income? And you don't have to do anything. All yeah. you got to do is sign up. That's it. Sign up and fight well, which you plan on doing anyway, I'm pretty sure. So um, the other fights on that UFC 98 card, Matt Brown versus Damian Maya. I don't know, man. I, Damian Maya at 170 is scary good. Yeah. Uh, at 185, he was... Yeah, he had some problems. The Nate Marquardt knockout, the, the Weidman loss. I think he was up and down a couple guys. But at 170, it, this is a new Maya. This is, and he's, Matt Brown is, is not a – I wouldn't say he's a wrestler, but he's fought some good wrestlers and defended some good takedowns, and he had no answer for Damian Maya's takedowns. And the Neil Magny and other guys. Damian Maya, it's like he – I don't know. He, he, he knows double leg, but he knows it well. He's got a good double. For a guy who with no collegiate wrestling background or even high school wrestling, this so has got a good takedown. When he grabs you, you're going down. And uh, it wasn't just one takedown. It was every single round he got to takedown. And it wasn't like Matt Brown didn't know that was going to happen. It didn't know that that's what he was going to go for. He went for it. And uh, Maya, can he beat Robbie Lawler? I don't think so. Uh, can he beat, you know, uh, some of these other top guys, maybe, maybe he can beat Rory McDonald. Maybe he can beat, uh, uh, Wonder Boy. Maybe he can beat these guys at 170. I mean, the guys, the guy's a beast.
2: Bubba. Just gotta get a takedown, man. That's his, that's his, that's his, (laughs) his, he's the champ on the ground. You know what I mean? It's dealing with the kid to get to that point. You know, and I kind of, I'm kind of similar in that field where it's like, I'm okay on my feet. You know, I don't mind being here. I'm not going to die here. I'm not going to go crazy and jump out of the cage, but I want to drown your ass in this water down here. And, you know, once you get him in that pool, nine times out of ten, you're going to drown him. And Maya's got that, and he drowned
3: him. Seriously, just (laughs) smothers dudes. And a lot of people people are saying, oh, he's a boring fighter or whatever. But that wasn't boring to me. No, if you respect the ground game and you know how good he is, man, that dude, he uses patience and persistence as weapons, man. He just drags guys down and he's good everywhere on the ground. And uh, But to be fair, to be fair, Matt Brown's a tough dude. To be fair, he had two fights on the way to the cage. Uh. <laughs> so by the time he got in the octagon, he had already right. had totally. – it was like a three-man tournament or a three-fight tournament. I do think um, Matt
1: Brown let his emotions get the best of him. Like, he gave the, the, the oh, crowd – Oh, so you think anxiety was a big part of that? I think he, he gave the crowd the middle finger during the weigh-ins. Uh, he, he enjoyed being the bad guy. Well, but like, fighting on the way to the cage, and then he got into a fight afterwards. He so got attacked he, afterwards in the, would the hotel he have room. Done different if his emotions were intact. In Nothing. I think maya Myers got his number in that case. Exactly. I, I think Matt Brown is, is is his Achilles heel has been wrestlers, uh, especially you know Johnny Hendricks. That's
2: everyone's Achilles heel, bro.
1: Yeah, but if you're a wrestler, <laughs> you, you could somehow negate. Well, you don't somehow. have an
2: Achilles heel if you're a wrestler, and yeah, wrestling is the problem.
1: He, there was a couple
3: times when he was on the ground though, where he he looked like um, Brown was looking to the ref like he was looking for a stall on a stand-up. He was, I think punches at the back of the heads he was looking at. Uh, no, no, no. Well, he was looking for a stand-up. And that's one of those things where you go, like, you like you can't, you, first of all, you can't expect that, especially not, I don't think, in a Bra- on a Brazil card and no. with, with a guy like that. They're going to let you go. And uh like Jordan I, I just, rule. I just don't think it's a good strategy anyway because you're, then you're relying on a ref to, to get a stand-up, man. You've got you to gotta scramble. you got to fight hands. Right, he was holding can.
2: hands, and he was looking at the ref like, hey, we're not doing anything, even though he, Damian Maya was slowly but surely getting legs in, squeezing, and slowly but surely drowning him out, when, which he can feel. And there was a point yeah. where he could hold for like what you would call a stalemate, hold for a, a, a stalling position, but it didn't last that long. But
1: Damian Maia, I mean, who beats him? I mean, right now, who beats Damian Maya? I think Uh, Woodley would beat Maya. I mean, Woodley, you think? Really? Yeah. I don't know. You're not taking him down.
3: There was a, in the last
2: round... And uh, then you're going to get bombed on.
3: There was a couple exchanges in the last round where where Brown, you know, obviously knew he needed to get a finish. He he, he had a few good exchanges with the hands, but then he got him when he kind of dropped. He didn't really, I don't know if he dropped Maya or he hit him and Maya kind of like... Fell back, and then he went into his guard, and you're just like, no. But yeah. I think a guy, guys like Robbie or maybe Woodley. That was a beautiful setup, though. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm hurt. Come, yeah, yeah, yeah. come, finish me. Uh, <laughs> gotcha,
2: bitch.
3: <laughs> right. I was laying here waiting. But I do think maybe some of the guys like uh, like Woodley and, and and Lawler that have a, a really good sprawl game that that have heavy hands because um you going to
2: sleep? You hit him. Yeah, I don't know it if mine can take
3: has. those shots from those guys if they can stay on their feet and, and throw. And I think those guys probably can.
2: I think Woodley would definitely be a hard. I mean. Uh, A wrestler is a really tough guy as far as the jiu-jitsu. So we don't have to have the offense. Willie's just got to have the defense.
1: Right. Right. So Hendricks versus Maya? Yeah, I think that would be a bad matchup for Maya.
4: You think so? Hendricks has a fight. I
1: I know. He's fighting uh, Gaslam. But I'm saying the winner of... I think Gaslam... I think um, Maya would
2: beat Gaslam. I think... Well, Maya did beat Magny. Um who else is up there? He's
4: a good yeah. wrestler, Gaslone. I think Condit beats Maya. Not good enough. Who? I think Carlos Condit beats Maya.
1: Yeah. I think so too. I don't
4: know. I think I, 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 I think you guys are underestimating Maya. I don't know who I I never underestimate Maya.
1: I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I don't pick him that often. Uh Shogun versus um Corey. Corey uh, Anderson. People thought that Shogun uh lost that fight. People thought Corey got robbed. I only caught the second half of that fight. But it seemed like Shogun kept dropping him at the end of the round. And I didn't think it was a terrible decision.
4: Shogun looked a lot better than I expected. That's for sure. I counted him out uh, on the show. And and in the weeks and months leading up to it, I thought Corey was just going to run through him. Like, no problem. And Shogun came out. And I'm like... I was almost hoping Chauvin would lose so he would say, you know what, I'm done. Like, I need to be done. But now that he wins, he's like, oh, I might still have it. And then they give him a better opponent and he yeah. gets fucking destroyed.
1: And not in Brazil. I, you know, you, you have to factor that, yeah. in the 48,000 people behind you that can somehow, you know, get that, exa- that, get that rush going for you. Uh, the worst game plan of the night. Goes to my man Pat Cummings. Uh, I like. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I like Pat Cummings. I've hung out with him. He's a cool guy. I do not understand. Okay, you're a. He was your coach, right? Was no, it a, hell no. He's, on your
2: team? He's a teammate of mine. Teammate of yours. He was a senior when I was a freshman.
1: Great wrestler. Yep. Uh, All American. All American.
2: NCAA, NCAA finalist. Tough guy. I think he lost to uh, to Marco and to. Um, Guy from Matt Ryan's boy, Marco.
1: You, he lost you? Wasn't it Marco heavyweight? Yeah, he so was heavyweight. Yeah, I thought he was. Uh, oh, all right. So I thought he was what uh, the one ninety seven? Yeah, that Phil Davis was. Yeah, it's a good point. That's what I thought he was. So interesting. Um, sorry, <laughs> I, 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 sorry, you, I, I didn't have my Penn State wrestling nerd logic. Rock, okay, rock. so what I'm saying is, you go up against little nog who's got the advantage in boxing, and you stand there and trade. Just does not seem like the smart game plan. He did go for a w- one takedown. He had him against a cage, but it's, but he didn't have that. I mean, this guy is a great wrestler. Explosive double leg. And it seemed like he just let Little Nog get him into his fight. He
3: might have been hypnotized by Little Nog's good looks. Yeah. Um, but, no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Cummins is such a tough dude, but like, and he, it, it, that's like... Sometimes I think that's dangerous. Is I think I think he knows that he can take a shot, but he got like wobbled or staggered. And like the, I don't know if he first... can take a shot though. Well, he he was out on his feet. Like he still won't go down. But like the, I had like flashbacks to like Dave Manet at the end when he was just taking those ha-
1: shots from Veroni?
3: Well, I mean, Nog doesn't have the hand speed, but at the end he was yeah. leaned up against the cage, and Nog hit him with like probably three really hard unanswered lefts, and he just was slumped against the cage. And thank God the ref jumped in because you're like. Please don't wait for him to like fall, drop. Just, just stop it. <laughs> he's, he's, out. he's out.
1: Yeah, I don't know what happens to Pat Cummings. I mean, he, that was the last fight in the prelims, and now it's, it's the second fight he lost in a row. Right? Did not he lose his last fight or did he win his last yeah. fight? No, he lost his last fight. Uh, I don't he's, know if he's going up and down. I don't know if he gets cut or they keep him.
4: I don't think they'll cut him. No, I, don't I don't think, think they'll cut him. him but <clears throat> there's two sides of this. Number one, Little Nog is a former Brazilian Olympic team boxer. So the guy doesn't suck on his feet. Yeah. He's more of a boxer than his like his brother's a jiu-jitsu guy. They they're like two different fighters. Cummins, you know, he leading up to the Cormier fight when his debut, he's like, I used to make this dude cry in the gym, double legs all day. He did the same shit with, with Cormier. He goes out there and swings with him. I'm like, dude, go for a fucking takedown. What are you doing?
1: On, on Cormier, you're not getting a takedown.
4: <laughs> no, well, but he the could. thing is, but Cummins was talking he could. going into he it could get a
1: takedown about I him. used
4: to take him down all the time in the gym, and then he goes out and tries to swing yeah, with him He gets knocked out in a it's minute. A different
2: style, but he could definitely you, you, take down. Cormier. You
4: take. I thought he was going to take Garrett down and just pound him out. Call it a night. That was another one where I'm like, you know, if Little Nog loses, maybe yeah. he retires, saves himself. Now he wins. He's like, I still got it. it, it I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I but, was, I was um, impressed
1: with Brian Barberena, who beat the Warley sage killer. What the Alves. Fuck, I mean, the dude man. who beat Sage Northcutt, he beats Warley Alves in Brazil. This kid, man, don't sleep on Barberena. Uh, he's he's a beast. He
4: just won't go away. He's he's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, Hi, he, guy. Just he just won't go. They're like, let's feed him to Warley because he beat our precious Sage. Yeah. And then Warley's like, oh, I could beat him. I mean, Warley was close, man. Some of those guillotines at the beginning and what he was doing, but. Fuck, man. you ain't no joke. I love Yo, who, You know
2: who I got to um, give a shout-out to? I don't even know his name. That Hawaiian dude that lost.
4: Yancey Madero's Oh, I love that Trinaldo. guy. Fight, right. of the that the fight of the he night. Did he win fight of the night? He got fight of the night. Bro. Yeah, man.
2: I was so proud of that dude. I mean, and I'm not like a Hawaiian born and raised, but I grew up a little bit in Hawaii, and the heart that he showed is what Hawaii's about in a
4: sense.
1: You know what? You want, you want, you know, since Tom Ryan isn't picking up the phone, I want to call Yancey right now?
4: Maybe he'll pick up. Dude, Yancey must have taken 30 big shots that could have been. I tried call, by
1: the way, Tom Ryan, I was really excited to have him on the show. He now was my old gotta, wrestling coach. Now you gotta delete his number. He's not picking
4: up. Why well, He's afraid well, to, he's afraid to, to talk up. about me and Palmer. He matchup. did
1: give me a scholarship.
4: Tyler and I were watching that fight, and every time you're like, oh shit, like these heavy lefts that Tradaldo threw, and yeah. you know, and he just didn't go down. And well it was, you
1: look at Yancey's defense though. And he was just like Trying
2: to just walk away from him. Like, no, I'm good, bro. Just let me, <laughs> yeah. let, me just, let me just walk it off. I'm going to walk this one off.
4: That's Masaranduba for you. What's that? That's Trinado's nickname. Same thing I said the first episode. And uh-huh. Then Greg made the Indiana Jones joke. Dude, I, I think
3: I tweeted out that he like, I go, I think he punched a bones out of his body because he was just like, wa- he was wobbling. Like he Jello. looked like he had no skeleton. Yeah. Uh, but
2: all heart was there. No, dude, oh, he's fuck tough. Yeah, dude. It's like, yo, there's a way I can go out, but it ain't gonna be this way, sucker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is, is
4: there anyone else that thinks Nate Marcourt? It's that time. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's definitely that time. About four fights ago, maybe. Uh, I would, I would have picked up a
2: couple more checks. You got to go out like, like you know, Jordan with the Wizards.
1: <laughs> what? Oh, come on. <laughs> Are you seriously? Uh, yo, you got to at least make an attempt to maybe get that look like, no I, I think you have to go out with your brain cells though too man I, I think going out like that getting knocked out all the time getting hit what are you gonna you, come on man you don't want to be yeah, punched. he
2: was hoping for A, plaster another
1: shot I, I think that's
2: what they do when you're at the end of your career you're hoping for that look like, i need 15, i got 15 minutes and i need one punch i
3: love that you said another and, shot. And yeah no, and, he's, and, he's and he lost. took 30 i love that you said another shot because this was the analogy i was just gonna make some of these fighters when they get late in their career taking another shot at, at, at it is like when you've been drinking mm-hmm. and and it's two o'clock in the morning and you've already had nine drinks. you know it's a wrap you've already had <laughs> you've already had nine drinks and then someone's like shots and you're like no now yeah now four drinks ago four <laughs> drinks ago Ed, that wouldn't seem like a good idea but then you put more five more drinks in front and you go yeah let's do it and right. you just bury yourself yeah you know, you didn't need to do that yeah. the then,
2: ninth drink you almost threw up but you know what yeah. you got another shot in yeah. you, of course. And then one. you fucking find yourself laying on the ground, looking up, trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I know. I just, you don't want to see these guys. <laughs> That's a great analogy. Well, punchy. took too many shots. Literally. Yeah. It took too many shots. Exactly. So yeah, I think we covered pretty much all the fights. Right. Anymore. I mean, a couple of undercard fights. were. You know, uh,
4: Lineker looked good against a guy that was a lot bigger than him. I didn't see a lot that more range. That was a good fight. Actually. Lineker said, I'm surprised I didn't get the knockout. I'm like, I'm not really surprised. Dude, You, the guy had major reach on you, and every time you tried to get inside, he was, like, moving and, and, and getting out of there. But Lineker did very well. I mean, I, I was hoping they'd rebook that Garbrandt fight, but yeah. I think Lineker coming off a win and Garbrandt going to get murdered in two weeks, I think. Garbrandt's uh, going to get murdered? Oh, dude, I think Almeida's going to kill him. Come on. Oh, come on. Be true. Be honest here. I think
1: Cody's going to do it.
4: You think so? Yeah.
1: He's For- biased, but. He, I is, he is, but he is biased. I I'm, think I'm, to I'm be a great fight. I am biased, but Cody's got better boxing. Uh, this dude's been hurt. Cody's been hurt too in one of his earlier yeah. fights. But this dude's been rocked a couple Cody, of times.
2: Cody's next too long. Who
1: <laughs> is next too long? By to, to Tommaso. Have you seen Cody's a new girlfriend, girlfriend on Instagram? Murderer.
2: She's smoking hot. No. Well, he's a rebel. He's he's that he's that you know that gangster white. He's like what black women look for in a rapper. He's that for the white girls. He's like that bad guy, but still doing it. Got the tattoos, anti-association, straight rebel.
1: You ever hook up with the black chick or no? Uh, no. Why not? Racist. <laughs> no, that
2: ass is, Tyler uh, Bowen, the biggest man, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, man. What's that? <laughs> you're not the biggest stature. And I'm telling you, that ass is hard to control these days.
1: Black girls' asses. What?
4: Yeah, I can mean, control them. I missed that entire analogy. Even white analogy. girls are to do it now.
1: What? You ever hooked a black girl?
4: Yeah, a few times. Nice. They
1: like those curls. Like, like with, like for free or. <laughs> <laughs> right, now, and where did you meet this black girl? Was he black uh, or was covered in f- tattoos? Black people beat no, that. There was a um, few,
4: but I will say about Cody and his tattoos. He's got that one like right here up to his chin. Every time I see him, I'm like, did he grow a beard? Nah, it's just that ugly fucking tattoo. I don't
1: understand why girls do that. Like Rowdy Beck, I think she was looking smoking hot. And then that tattoo on her neck, I'm like, come on. Tattoo
4: on her neck? She's got a big-ass fucking tiger right here. I don't and mind
1: Ashley Evan smith too. I, I think it's better than her neck, though. I, I, the, the t- I don't mind the tattoo on yeah. the head. Cause Let's it could...
2: put one on your temple, but the neck one is way too much.
1: Well, because hair could grow out on the temple. You know, and you could... But when the neck is just... I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the neck tattoo. What
4: about I mean, what about on your fucking forehead? Not good Because there was no. an episode of a tattoo show the other day, and the competition... The challenge was guys came guys and girls came in and wanted forehead tattoos. Ah, uh, uh. And then I saw one on Instagram that says around uh, uh, down the guy's chin Are you like looking for streps. new tattoos?
1: What? No. Would you ever get Connor's nut sack on your forehead or no?
4: No, I'm never getting anything <laughs> tattooed that can be seen if I'm wearing like a suit or a college really? shirt and pants.
1: What do you ever wear a suit?
4: A court? I was supposed to wear a suit yesterday to the Legends of MMA Hall of Fame, but I think they went out of fucking business. Really? But, I don't know. Their website went down. Their Twitter doesn't work no more. Their Facebook, they're not updating. So I was just like, I bought a $500 suit for that event. And I didn't hear back from any of the people running it. But regardless, no, if you really want to, and I'm going to incriminate the shit out of myself right now, but I'm probably getting another Connor tattoo. No!
1: <laughs> Six?
2: Where?
4: What do you mean? Where? You've thought about this? Yeah, where are you? Yeah, gonna that's
2: get it? what I just said. He's been looking for it, and he tells me <laughs> no,
4: I mean, no, I'm not looking for it. Like getting it on my chin or my forehead, or where anything. where are you getting it? On your. Ass? We need to kill airtime because Tom Ryan didn't answer, so where, where I'm trying gonna... to entertain the crowd. No, no,
2: where, where, you know just... what? It's time for an intervention.
4: Yes, yeah. that's... let's let's talk. Let's talk. I don't need an intervention. No,
2: I... no, really. It's where time is the tattoo going to go?
4: On the side of my side of my leg, on the outside, not near my nuts or so fucking on your, asshole. On or... your right ass cheek. No, like Kinda? my hip. I mean, is it in within no, range? No, the literal side. What's that?
1: What's it's on your hip, hit. really? Uh, what are you getting?
4: Connor's gorilla
1: on your ass. It's not on my ass. <laughs> it's on, it's on your hip. You're getting a gorilla on your. ass? It's asshole. on your hip meat. Why are you getting a gorilla on your ass? It's for not, real. It's why? not
4: on my ass though. But it's on your hip. It's like. Okay.
3: How much money are you wearing on your body? <laughs> Honestly, it, yeah. How yeah. much money do you got? In on tattoos, your body? yeah. Have you probably t-
4: about twenty five thousand? It's
3: What's such a good investment, though. You know, it really why you know, it pays off in the long run. What what
1: long run? <laughs> I'm joking, oh. dude. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, well, it is something that's not going away. It, it, maybe it is an investment. It's like sometimes you buy a car, you fuck it up. It, it, the car is gone. You know, you smash it, but so a I tattoo is I, always going to be there. I wish yeah. I fucked up my. He car. He
2: remembers where he was when he got his first tattoo, which was
4: uh, It was the one right on the top of my right arm. It was in the bushes. Watching and it was uh, <laughs> no, it was a tribe tattoo in Denver, Colorado. Tribe call quest? No, tribe oh. tattoo. Oh, in Denver, Colorado. All
1: right, so you're getting Connor's gorilla on your not
4: guaranteed, but definitely thinking about. So you it. mean we can talk you out of it? Probably not. Why, no, Nobody's no. ever been able to talk me out of a tattoo except for well one person prohibited me from getting a certain tattoo and, I, and so I agreed.
1: Now what is it about Connor's gorilla that you like?
4: I just I like the artwork of it. It's not going to look exactly the same. My artist is going to redo it a little bit and make yeah. it look a little bit better the line work, the shading, stuff like that. But Now
2: well, where do I go to get a free tattoo?
4: <laughs> a free tattoo?
2: Yeah, where do I go to get a free tattoo?
4: I don't know if you can get a free <laughs> tattoo, but I could hook you up. I thought you were done.
1: No, I am done.
2: I am done. No more, no more ink for the bubster here.
1: Oh man, that's crazy. Well, you know what? Look, whatever makes you happy, man. You're you're a nice guy. You're a friend of mine. If, if getting a gorilla on your ass makes you happy, well, why you always gotta
4: conversations like you're getting off the phone from him? <laughs> you always when you're talking. To people oh, you should you ask him. You should ask him how he bitched me out on Periscope the other day. Mm, well, him. no.
1: Here's what happened. Okay, were well, you
4: walking your dog again? Uh, um, we're gonna get
1: both sides. Here, here, of story. Oh, yeah. Look, let's I, all right, I'm on Periscope talking to the people. The, the you have one of your days. Sometimes I'm on. You know, no. Sometimes Periscope, right? Okay, like just talking to the people that want to talk to me. Like I ask questions about the podcast. A lot of times trying to promote the podcast. Like, hey, check out the new podcast. It's really good. Since no one else does it. All right. So I'm like, don't do that. (laughs) Okay. So I'm like, I I don't know. You guys press retweet. All right. So so I, so I'm talking to people about the podcast. It's not, and CB comes on. Okay. Every time I'm on Periscope, every single time CB and his girlfriend come on and and CB's like, Hey, and then he starts answering the questions people are asking me. Right. No, they were directed at me. So, well, he's like, hey, hey, it's CB, I'm here. And I like asking him questions. No. So, so the first time I So, I'm so like, he hijacked uh, your, your periscope. No, yeah, I'll, like, I'll wait like, till his side like like is done because like, that's not okay. how it went. So this is all right. First time I go. Then I, I even told my girlfriend, I'm like, listen, I go, I, like, I love CB, one of my favorite people, but I like, do feel kind of bad because. Because he takes my fans Because I'm, I'm talking to people, and then it's, it becomes a CB periscope show, right? And I'm like, it becomes okay. a CB periscope show because your fans
4: ask about me all the fucking time. Okay, fine. Okay, but how do they know that you're there? Because you announced The first there. thing – no, 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 no. The first thing that popped up on the Periscope <laughs> so I, was where's CB Gold, and I said, I'm right here. I haven't figured out – I don't know like all the time how to reply directly to these people's comments, but I'm so, not trying to hijack your fucking then I, Periscope, I, I, so, dude. I, told I just won't come on anymore. I told my
1: girlfriend, I said, listen, you know – I, I, should I say something to CB? She's like, if you say something to CB, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk to you. She's like, she loves CB, and she's like, it'll who hurt doesn't it. love CB, she's like, son? She's like, it'll hurt his feelings. I, I go, how much time you got? I go, I don't want to. <laughs> I go, I don't want to hurt his feelings. You're right. I won't say anything. Right? You did
4: say something.
1: Finally, after like the ninth time, I'm like, he starts fucking answering everybody's questions. So you right? didn't get
4: no pooh tang that
1: night. I, no, I, I I I didn't tell her that I got mad. <laughs> <laughs> but CB is like answering. So okay, what's your version of the story?
4: CB. I gave it pretty much. <laughs> people are asking me, you know, CB, what do you think about this? Where's CB Gold? I just, you know, I'm trying to promote the show too. I'm trying to have fun. I, know. I just, people just I'm think not that trying you're to...
1: always with Adam?
4: No, I just, I'm not trying to hijack the Periscope. I just won't come on anymore.
1: <laughs> no, but now I kind of miss you. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. I, I know, I don't. No, no, but I just... Let... <laughs> you
3: should change your thing to that uh, Periscope should be Adam Hunter and CB Gold's Periscope. <laughs>
1: That's what it was. I mean, and then, and then I feel like, then I'm like, like I'm being a dick. Then I, then I felt guilty for saying, CB, get off the periscope. I, I, like, let me answer the questions. And then I'm like, all right, I'm sorry, CB. Uh, I, I apologize. I feel bad. How often do you do that? And then he wrote back, you're still my BFF. So then it became like, a, like a, a loving moment between me and CB on my Periscope. So.
4: Yeah, but also you got to understand as well, and I, I'm saying this to the fans that are going to listen to this podcast later, I won't be on Adam's Periscopes anymore. Oh, come on. But now you make me feel bad. Now um, You should feel bad, There's Hunter. some of the questions that they ask you and you don't have like the complete answer or you just brush <laughs> over it. So I'm trying to help out by fucking answering it. The he's, other thing I've noticed is people tweet you and they add me into the mentions as well.
1: I love when you answer it taking
4: his internship duties seriously. I'm not an intern anymore. I got promoted to co-host. Yeah, he's a co-host.
1: No, I I, I do love it when you... uh, Well, I'm unpaid too at this point. (laughs) So so we're both unpaid. That's
4: fine, but I came into this telling you I didn't want to get paid.
1: (sighs) Jesus Christ. Look, I'm saying I I did feel bad. I, I felt like I was... Like I felt like I was scolding my kid. And so I felt like I was yelling at my dog. You're always scolding someone, I, I, Adam. I feel, whatever. My box. girl you was know what? stalking we us, We need by a fucking
4: intervention. Because she was in Vegas and she was stalking Adam, us Adam, what's the your deal, bro? Because then when I came down to the haha that night. One oh, time. Because then when I came down to the haha that night, yeah. I get this text from her in Vegas. And she's like, are you going to the Haha tonight? And I had never said anything to her about going. So when she came home from Vegas, I'm like, so uh, how would you know I was at the Haha? She's like, I was on the Periscope creeping. Oh, I'm yeah. like, of course you were. So,
2: we're having me and Tyler Bo are hosting the CB versus Adam Hunter press conference. (laughs) (laughs) CB Gold has the belt. Adam Hunter is the MMA roasted challenger. He has Uh, has his periscope taken over. He's getting his show drowned because CB is the fucking man. How are you going to get your show back and your periscope back, Adam?
1: My Periscope, he's, he admitted—I he, think he's going on a different name because someone else, is, <laughs> somebody else is answering the questions like C.B. Wood um, on my Periscope. So I That's think not he, me. I'm just kidding. Uh, are you, by the way, are you doing, doing Vegas no.
4: next week? Vegas for what? Are you doing any comedy shows in Vegas next week? No. Memorial Day card? I'm,
1: I'm doing a Nevada show in—it's uh, not Vegas. I'm doing— um, How do you go to Nevada and not go to Vegas? No, it's like two hours above Nevada— uh, where is it? It's, uh, something with, with a, with a T. Uh, hold on. Where am I?
2: Tuscaloosa.
1: No, it's <laughs> Tampon. No, I, I forgot, uh, I forgot where I am, but no, I'm not, I'm not going to be in Vegas. Telluride? No, I do want to go to Vegas, but I'm not going to be there. Why, are you going to be in Vegas?
4: Yeah, I'm going to the Alameda Garbrand. I'll be there Thursday. So I may not, if we have a podcast Thursday, I won't be here. mm Actually, so you get your podcast back.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what. Here, I'm going to be in. Uh, I'm taking Tenopa, bubble with me. Tanopa, Nevada. Have you ever hear that? Tanopa. Yeah, May 29th, headlining the Tanopa nope.
4: Rotary. Oh, Sunday night. Yeah, and it's that's like, the same
1: night as the fight. I know. That's why I can't go. It's a, it's like the World Championship Arm Wrestling Competition uh, wow. that 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 weekend in Tanopa. So you're doing any you're...
4: notable
3: uh, people going to be there. I
4: don't know because I don't mean,
3: like, like Bob Sapp and some of those guys do like arm wrestling tournaments over and like there was always like Japan and stuff.
4: I right? have a friend that actually might be there. Um, his name's Scott Mendelson, former world's strongest man. Um, so if you're so you're doing a comedy show the night of Almeida Garbrandt and you have your high school reunion or college yeah. reunion the day of one ninety nine.
1: Yeah. Damn, dude. Hey man, fucking! I gotta make money, bro. Oh, and, I know. And, uh, Are you performing at your reunion? No, they
4: tried to get me to do
1: it, and I'm like, no. I I did that for my high school reunion. How'd it go? Uh, it went
3: okay. I did a, I just, I, I did some material, but I did a lot of just like kind of re- like inside joke references about you know our high school and stuff like that. So that that went really well. But dude, you like. They were like, oh, that's great. You can perform. And I'm like, how come I have to prove what I'm doing? Like, no one, <laughs> like, I got high school graduate friends that are like, oh, they're a lawyer now. We, we weren't like, oh, yeah, prove it, litigate.
1: Yeah. Like, they, they wanted me to do it. But I know, like, my school was very, um very, there was a lot of PC involved. It was a, a, a prep school. And the people might get offended by my jokes. Oh, I, I just didn't want to, you know. I don't, I don't. I don't want to go there. This guy, look at Adam up there telling jokes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you don't respect women as much as you should. Or it's just something. Look at something. the funny guy. They don't look too into every one. Every one of my jokes, you know, which would be which would be rough. It's so funny, my my my. Uh,
4: I don't know. Women are women are tough. weren't weren't you bullied in that school? I was not bullied at all. Was, oh, that one? That one no, wasn't. I was going oh, cool. to say, when you did that one, you could get on stage and fucking just rip everybody <laughs> that used to bully you apart. Adam, Adam's carry
3: moment.
1: Yeah.
4: Just dropping the blood and yeah. setting yeah. the place on fire. Exactly. But th- <laughs>
1: things are going really well with The Girlfriend. I think it's uh, really well. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy. Like, almost too well. Uh-oh. So, which is good. I don't know.
4: And for anybody
2: listening, too well. I
1: I just think she's the one. I I think she's the one. For real. Oh my
4: god! And for anybody listening, if I remember correctly, Adam's birthday is this Friday. So send gifts.
1: Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Aren't you doing something tomorrow night? I'm having a show tomorrow night at the Dime Bar. uh, Tuesday night. You're coming, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tyler's gonna be there. CB's gonna be there. Is Tyler performing? No.
3: He's performing June 7th. Then. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he's got me on the show. That might be my, one of my last shows in, uh, in LA before I got What go. time
1: is that show? 8 o'clock. I'm throwing a
3: riot. Damn.
4: I'm rioting when you leave. That's
1: bullshit. I can't believe Tyler's I'm leaving. I'm going to
2: miss living with funny. Fuck.
1: Uh, I'm not on tomorrow night. <laughs> but you still watch it, though. But the following week, I'm on it with Jessica Pene. I think Jul- uh, Juliana Pena. Uh, a couple other fighter chicks. Uh, a bunch of my ex-girlfriends. Uh, I go on dates with them to find out what went wrong. And... Uh, so, yeah, it should be good. Well, why are you making that face?
4: I just, I think the whole thing's hilarious. I love the show. Oh, I just thanks. think it's funny. Your dad's grabbing fucking sperm out of the freezer. Uh, and, yeah. and, and then everybody's like, you took a picture at your apartment, and then I guess at like your dad's a place. Yeah. And everybody's like, where'd you get all the gold records? You're like, those aren't mine. I
1: know, they're my dad's. By the way, Gina Danger, who I went out with last week, is fighting May 18th uh, in Alaska. So make sure you support Gina Danger. Yeah. And this week... Guys, this week is the week. I can't wait. Mayhem Miller is fighting Luke Barnett.
4: Oh, it's fucking Saturday. In Italy.
1: I yeah. think we should do a live streaming somehow Periscope. Uh, we should do like a fight companion for it. I think we should all... Why haven't we periscope? set up a press conference for this? Well, they're in Italy. Mayhem went to Italy. He has Matt Horwich in his corner.
4: No he doesn't Yes he does No he fucking I doesn't I swear to god Oh no It's a blind leading the, Or the psychos leading <laughs> the psychos And that's coming from a guy That everybody calls psych
1: <laughs> Bad news see, He's on fire He's gold Yes yeah, so, so uh And then also Sokaju is fighting Matt Hamill on Matt the card Matt Hamill
4: You gotta uh, Paul on there <laughs> Yeah He should be fighting Who else is on
1: that card Where, Where can we see this at Rachel Cummings is Is uh, is, is going down there With Jason Manley They're, they're both there I don't know why they're I think there. it's
4: on internet Pay per view Bubba I don't think it's going to be on TV. Yeah, oh, you don't think?
1: I, I don't <laughs> like,
4: think. We got cops, but yeah. So they're going to do a cops and jail double episode.
1: Seriously, like, what? What's that's crazy, right? Mayhem versus Bernard. I did not I want think to it, know. I want to know
2: the I'm person proud of that's, Mayhem for making it this far.
4: know, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I'm, I'm proud I'm, of him for getting out of the country. You know, I'm, yes, <laughs> maybe he, he, he never is, comes he has back. He tackled
2: some tall feats here in the last one. That's <laughs> <morning. laughs> oh, for sure. I want and to know. He invited me to the Purple People. Picnic pool party or some yeah. shit a couple yeah. times. I actually saw him at a doctor's <laughs> office, and he's like, "Yo, you're still coming to the purple people pool party? Purple people pumpkin pool party, right?" I actually, Still yeah. fucking love mayhem. He's the man. And I'm, 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 mayhem. If you're listening to this, I'm proud of you, bro. Who's gonna
1: wait, him or Luke not. Fucking mayhem, son. Really?
2: No, nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what what mayhem's gonna he show him
1: sparring? up. He had this thing of nope. he had, at at the beach practicing, and he had, he had a guy on like a table holding mitts and he's holding, he's like, this is how you fight a giant. Uh. <laughs> and he's like punching up.
4: Who, what was his last fight?
1: <laughs> uh, CB Dalloway.
4: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I will tell you there's, there's two things. One Mayhem. Some of my friends, uh, did a private signing, yeah. like a private autograph signing with mayhem uh, a couple weeks ago. Same day. I met rampage and, uh, they said he was normal and he was cool and he signed everything the way he does. I was like, okay, well, that's not how it was here. But if you got Mayhem and Paul Horace and all these guys on the card, I want to know who's the promoter of this thing sitting there going, "This is the best oh, no, idea the guy, the I've great. ever I, had." I
1: follow him on Twitter, and he talks so much shit about the UFC. He's like, but he sure, must this, be out
4: of his mind he too. Goes crazy
1: about John Jones saying how, like, oh, this is your American hero. Meanwhile, you guys criticize Mayhem. Like, he's all about Mayhem. He's a huge fan of of. <laughs> <laughs>
3: like chaos, this, yeah. This dude is crazy. They couldn't get Charles Crazy Horse Thompson on the card.
1: Or? I, I, do, do, you, do you know the whole card?
4: I don't know the whole card. You, um, do you, do you Junie Browning's it? on the card. If you can find
1: it, I, I think Cody uh, McKenzie's on the card. I believe Cody's on the card. Uh, I think
4: you're right. I hope he gets <laughs> oh, some decent fight go. shorts. So, okay, let's see if they have all of it on. Here. I
1: think this is the best thing. I,
4: I'm looking for him and Barnott. Yeah. So could you Matt Hamill who's some more somebody Carl Olmasu. Versus Simon Thorison. Who's Carl Almasu? Carl Almasu was a former Bellator guy. Simon Thorison or Simeon Thorison I think, was on the Ultimate Fighter at one point. They got Igor Araujo, who was a Brazilian in the UFC. They got Shea Mills, who's, who's oh, a, yeah, a Mills. British guy in the UFC. Yeah, he's pretty in the good. UFC. Rory whooped his ass. Cody McKenzie's on the card. Who's he fighting? Uh, some guy named Daniel Scatizzi from Italy. <laughs> um, of any other name. Do they have... This thing is twenty fights. Twenty fights. There's twenty fights you on this Cody McKenzie's on the card also. Cody
1: McKenzie's the guy that was on yeah, the open fighter is... who won every fight by guillotine. And then he was and he, ba- he got popped for weed ass. a bunch of times. But uh, and then he came out with Walmart shorts on. He came out. He came out with the shorts with the tag still on him for one of his fights because he forgot his shorts and had to run across the street he was just and he wearing had like basketball shorts on. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and then he cursed out Dana White. Ugh. Uh, Yeah, he he had a lot of problems, but he yeah. So yeah, they they it's basically like the longest yard, right? Of, of like fights.
4: I, I think the longest yard had better star power. <laughs>
1: no, well, no, right? No,
4: I, I I know because of the convicts. Matt Howell how Sokaju is a good fight. I think they have a secret fight, and it's War Machine coming up. No, of come on, uh, no. But there's something else I read this morning that I thought was pertinent to our podcast. Sure. So there's a hundred thousand 000- dollars
2: pertinent. Man.
4: I do have a vocabulary. That's that's beautiful. My vernacular is articulate. Nice. So what are you articulating? There's a $100,000 side bet on Bobby Gunn, Shannon Rich. Really? Yeah. With who? Tyson Fury said, anybody in the UK who beats Gunn, I'll give a 100,000 euro. But then Rich, Shannon Rich, decided to make his own public wager, betting 100000 in a winner-take-all, man-to-man side bet against Gunn, and it says the money will be in addition to the side the title belt and purse already on the line. I don't think he
1: has, has $100,000, Shannon Rich.
4: I, when you lose like 150 times, you only have to make a thousand dollars each
3: year. He's, he's hoping to make that much money in fights before he has to fight. <laughs> no,
4: but like, and they're talking about in addition to it. I he's think fundraising through fights right now to get up. I think the purse is going to be like 250 thousand or something. He, he's on Tippa Fighter, by the way. Yeah, I oh. think there's going to be big money. For, I'm so excited for that event. Rudy Speaking of which, who's Rudy c- fighting? I I don't know yet. They haven't updated the card, but I know you saw it on Instagram. Concrete Cameron wants in on this. Yeah, is he going to do it? I don't know, but I don't think (laughs) it's... He's the guy that
1: came here. uh, Remember those two amateurs uh, that came... You were, here, you were here, right? The two amateurs that came that yeah, day? Yeah,
4: from Bakersfield. Yeah,
1: I was there. One of those guys wants to fight on the card. I think as long as you contact Little the promoter, guys. yeah, I think you will put your, anybody on the card. I think the guy Damon Feldman will just put people on the card. I don't think you have to actually... you got to see what I'm doing this <laughs> week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I'm doing next weekend.
1: So, uh, by the way, uh, this Thursday we have uh, one of the hottest, coolest chicks I know, Natasha Wicks is on the show with her boyfriend or husband, Kyle Kingsbury. Husband or boyfriend?
4: Husband. Husband.
1: Uh, they're Just coming on Thursday, life, and we have a press conference with the guy with Andre Harrison and his upcoming opponent in Dave, Titan.
4: Davino Ribeiro.
1: Yeah. Man,
2: I'm sad I'm going to miss it.
1: Yeah, meanwhile, I, I, was, I thought that you were going to fight him. I can't believe that you couldn't get out of your contract for 50 grand. You can't believe. <laughs> Never mind, bashful. You have one fight left. I thought two. They were, two? Two. Two fights on your contract? No, I thought it was one.
4: Yeah, me too. It turns out it was two? Turns out it was. Are they trying to line anybody up for you? Uh dodgeball? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alright,
1: yeah, who fights course. first? Always CM win. Punk in the UFC or you in Bellator? Oh, that'll never fucking
4: happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> me and Bellator. I got Rich Chow on the case, right. man. Bellator is what happens first? Out. CB's a new bachelor, or you <laughs> are in Bellator. I have a fucking He's in Bellator. No, no, already. no, no, no. The show The Bachelor. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on me. I mean, okay. I'm not, not going to be. I said, a he, you said he's the one I love. Do uh, you think he gets to fight first or do you get to be the next bachelor? I'm not the next bachelor. Really? Why no. not? Because I have a girlfriend. You don't know think you'd be a, a good bachelor? Not at no, all. I think that would be not great. This people guy are has ready no for job, me. watches MMA
4: videos, <laughs> and for PlayStation me. all day long and wrestling. But by the way, did you guys see that fucking knockout on the, uh, <laughs> the Blue, the Blue J- No, the Blue Jays fucking. Yeah. Rangers game yesterday, yeah. CM Punk went and had another back surgery <laughs> after seeing that right. I, I would give, honestly, they made Was t- he out on his feet? He was. They had to hold him up. There was like eight guys holding him up, and there was still a brawl going on. This know, dude. Did you see the video? Yeah, I saw. it. he dude, got, he hit got hit with straight a right. right overhand but right. But that dude has been. Chin. He's
2: that dude didn't just hit him with one of the street punches. That's like a technical. Yeah. I've been looking for this. I've been waiting for someone to try me, and you're the first guy. Dude, to it. Hit, <laughs> he hit
4: him so hard, his helmet came off, his glasses came off, and then they had to hold him up. And he's like, "Come on, man, I want to keep fighting." And he was just more than out on his feet he looked like Yancey in the third round
1: <laughs> so you don't think you'd be a good bachelor? <laughs> for real? Uh, you, you had the ba- I would pay money to see CBS The Bachelor I mean, think I wanted to, it, 27 girls going on dates with you? No, you know
4: it's, it, this is really funny because <laughs> last night I was watching last week's Law & Order Special Victims Unit because that's My mom, one of my mom's favorite shows, so I watch it too. Fucking
2: love Law and Order. So guys,
4: laugh. The last week's episode was about a show like The Bachelor. Yeah, and it was a bunch of girls and guys in a house. It was like real world meets Bachelor, and. I'm like, you know, if it's The Bachelor, the girls to win are just going to fuck the guy as many times as they have to. Right. So in that essence, yes, it'd be good. But to deal with these fucking prissy, random people but you that going come into my them, house, I would pay money to see you going on. Where the me. fuck do we think? Do you guys think we're going to go? That's, why that's about to make it funny. I don't <laughs> want to sit there and listen to these girls tell me their fucking stories. Uh. Even if I was single, which I'm not, I don't give a fuck about any of these. Like,
1: I has not been a black bachelor yet.
4: What's up with that? Because BET yeah. doesn't have budget? I don't know. Yeah. Seriously, what's that's up with
2: a, that? That's a great question there, Adam. Um, I'm I'm assuming he just run around with his dick out banging white chits. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's it's going to be the same thing. Uh, he's going to show up late to interviews and shit. You have you know? ever had
1: a girl complain you were too big or no? Uh,
2: <laughs> once or twice.
1: Really? Yeah. I, I get that a lot. I had a girl go, go say, that is not going in me. I'm like, yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, I bet you it is. And then he, and then he put the dildo down.
1: Yes, I'm telling you. Uh, but you, Tyler, have a chick complain you too big?
3: Uh, that That's not something I have to deal with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Your wife's got a huge vagina? <laughs> uh, Whoa. Dodgeball. A dodgeball? You don't even say no. You're supposed to say my wife's very tight. That's the correct answer, Tyler. I don't okay? think he the, wants to talk correct, about his wife's
3: vagina. vagina. To right. not discuss this All on the podcast. Yeah. All right.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Yes. He doesn't want to talk about his wife vagina. I mean, now why, <laughs> yeah, now why, now what why it, wouldn't you want to do now that? Now, what but is it about? The, there used
1: to be a rumor that black people did not eat pussy. That was like a big, for a while, that yeah. was a, a rumor. Yeah,
2: that's a big rumor.
1: Yeah, why is that? Do you think that was spread by white people to get more chicks?
2: No, I think a lot of black people didn't.
1: Uh, why is that?
2: I don't know what's in their head. I really don't. I think um, a lot of times they were being selfish. <laughs> And you know, not really being team players in a sense, right? You know, a lot of times, guys, a lot of black dudes were having hoes. They weren't really having the wifies at home. They was having, you know, you don't just eat everything. That's a side piece. You know what I mean? You, hmm. you know,
1: there's a couple of theories, really. But, but you, but you always go, you you go right for it.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm a team player. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Give and you show. Now, what if
1: it looked like CB's face? Like uh, like if it was that hairy? Uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, CB, you seem like the kind been. of guy that you you definitely eat vagina, right? You probably no. Oh, little man in the boat.
2: You don't what?
4: What? really? Why not? Just don't.
2: He don't like that juice on his chin, draw <laughs>
4: <laughs> He not like really he don't, CB. He don't mix it up. I have a lot of runny noses.
1: Oh come on! <laughs> That's
4: like my joke. Exactly. I know.
1: <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, I, I. I I I like it because I I like giving the girl uh, the pleasure. You know, I like I like hearing the girl moan and I like here. You know, I like giving her. Especially since that's the only way you can get it done. Listen, (laughs) (laughs) oh, I didn't see that one coming. No, no, but but, right. I I don't know. (laughs) You go right in the middle school comeback. Oh, 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 that that
2: middle school voice.
3: (laughs) Your your mom didn't mind.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, I did. What do you? So what? who? So Bellator this week who we got Georgie Kerr
4: we You got Kerr Kanyan, and Curran
1: and Curran. Who do we like in that you fight? Got, I don't know,
4: man. It's a good fight. I think uh, Curran's been out a while though. So ring rust is real. i You know what? You know who wins that fight? The fans. No. Oh, who? Bubba. Why? Because I think whoever wins or loses, he's getting one of them, mm-hmm. and he's gonna run through him.
1: So if he gets to lose her, that's a, how's that a win.
4: because he's still he's getting a fight and he gets whoever loses their number what two and three I don't know man Uh, so he gets one he still moves up the rankings by running through one and Kearns has been dodging him for what six months I want to see your
1: rematch with Georgie
4: I think that's I think that's a great fight set it up for the dime bar they've both been there (laughs) I think it's a good fight for you yeah man I
2: think so too I Uh, think I would be appreciative to fight any one of them
1: uh, so I think Georgie wins this fight uh, and then the other fight. that How do you, you I see it winning? Uh, I can't. I can't. I really can't call it. I really can't because
2: advantage Georgie on the ground. Advantage current on his feet.
1: Yeah, I think Georgie subs him. Yeah, I think he does. For some reason, I heard stuff about Georgie, sp recently in training, with the top guys in the UFC, like the top two, three guys in the UFC in his weight class, and Georgie fucking him up in training. I'm not going to say who or what or where but I have I've heard he he's like looking better than ever. So I am going to go
4: with Georgie. This card is stacked actually. Let's let's hear about it. So the main event is Carvalho defending his middleweight title against Melvin Manov.
1: Carvalho wins this fight? I think.
4: I disagree. I think Carvalho needs to get it to the ground just touch to that have chain a chain shot. All the time, man, he going to sleep. But Manov, if he lands Yeah. Fuck. Okay. I, I I still watch the Robbie Lawler manoff fight, and my shins hurt just watching. Did manoff it. get
1: knocked out by Joe Schilling?
4: He did. I was mm-hmm. at that fight. He yeah. was he rocked him in the first a bunch of times. Second round, he got hit with one shot, and it was just lights out. But then Schilling got knocked out by Cotto, and then Manoff knocked out Cotto, and it's it's just been like a circle. Um, Marcin Helds back okay. against Dave Jansen. Both guys that have fought Brooks.
1: The caveman, right? Isn't it one? Of, who's no, the that's oh. Dave Rickles. Ah, uh, Dave Rickles.
4: Hmm. Um, you got Joey Beltran fighting Chase Gormley.
1: Ooh, Chase is what type fighter? Yep. Okay. And,
4: and then, oh, Joey's back to heavyweight, so I guess he's putting all that weight back on because he was at middleweight <laughs> for Chase a while. Chase
1: fighting Titan. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, so guys, if Chase beats uh, the Executioner, make sure you tip that man right there. Hello? I think
4: he's going to because Beltran's been at middleweight for a while, so he's putting on another. Like, Chase
2: is two times the size of Beltran.
4: And uh, you are you have one prelim fight that matters, Alexis Dufresne and Marlis Coonan, but I don't think it's for the belt anymore. That whole thing, it's your best girl in your entire organization. You're putting her on a fucking spiked up girls. Girls. On prelim. You're only two girls. No, 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 it was Julia Budd. She dropped oh. out and Dufresne dropped, came in.
1: Wasn't Dufresne in the UFC?
4: For, I think, like a fight, and she missed weight, got beat up, and then they cut her. Who'd she fight? I don't remember, but she she's a... She won. She had to have been a 135-er. does not she always
1: miss weight? Is it? The, she, is, I think she's the one. That is she the one that beat Kimi Couture and came in like thirty pounds heavier or something? And then Kimi never got paid for that fight. I I'll believe. Tell you right I, now. I believe that's what happened. And then
4: didn't she fight? She fought, oh, she fought twice. Sarah Morris in the right? OC. She fought Sarah Morris first, and yeah. then she fought Marion Renault.
1: Yeah, she got. I was at both of her fights. She got killed by Renault, but she
4: did beat Couture.
1: Yeah, she destroyed Couture. But Couture, yeah, in Mexico, Couture still not got paid for that fight.
4: It's and, all right. She got know. paid by Randy, so <laughs> she's doing okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay, so Bellator this Friday, Saturday, Venator. Uh, it's, this is the fight that matters. Mayhem Miller. <laughs> <laughs> so, we should, we should talk Bellator. We should, I'm watching Venator. We should I'm watching together. Bellator.
3: We should get together and like, uh, cook a lasagna, some Chianti. Make an Italian night of it.
1: Stevie, will you stream at fights. your parents' house the
4: the Vanator fight? They're home. They got home yesterday. Oh, damn. Mm. And I won't. Be able to, I won't parties. be watching Bellator live. Why? I'll be at PWG. Oh, wrestling. Probably see Ronda and, and So some What, what other is PWG? People. Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Mm-hmm. It's an independent wrestling promotion out of Reseda. So who's wrestling in it? <sighs> Like the names are gonna fucking mean anything who, to you? Who's the, What are the big names? We still want to hear. I know Roderick Strong's wrestling. Okay, is, uh,
1: right. Misha's I mean, you have a Marina's boyfriend. Go on. Who? Marina. Who? A guy. Okay. Go on. Um,
4: <laughs> His name's
1: Rod. Mike <laughs> Roderick, Roderick Strong. His name's
4: Rod. Strong. I, don't, I don't even. He's I actually. He's a nice
1: guy. Better a nice guy.
4: I actually don't even remember like who else is on. Oh, come him. on, you don't know who's fighting in PWG? No, because the tickets went on sale like a week ago, and I haven't really looked at the card. I All just right. want to go. Is
1: a uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan fighting? No.
4: Uh, what about Doink this? Is Clown? in nineteen eighty three. Doink's uh, dead. Oh damn. <laughs> uh, Anyways, can I read something I just saw on Twitter? Sure. That's, that's kind of relevant. So, an odds maker called Bookmaker yes has released odds for Cyborg fighting Misha and Ronda. Okay. Misha fighting Misha. Cyborg's a minus two fifty favorite. Yes. But fighting Ronda, she's a plus 220. Okay. So they have her as the underdog. That makes a lot Ronda. of sense. I don't think so at all. Well, you know. And, and why are we doing hypothetical fl- I don't think and Ronda's going to fight. I'm, I'm actually seeing Ronda. Ronda will never fight her. I'm seeing Ronda's mom tomorrow, actually. We're hanging out. I'm helping her uh, with some stuff. I don't think they'll ever make that uh I don't think Ronda's coming back. That fight. Oh, Darian Caldwell signed a new contract with Bellator.
1: Nice. I don't think Ronda's coming back. Do you think she's gone forever? I think she's done
4: fighting. I don't think so.
3: I just saw – I didn't uh, click through the video, but I saw something that just said posted uh, new videos of her training, and she looked sharp. Okay. Uh, So,
4: I mean, I'd love to see her come back. So would I, but I don't think she will. October. She just signed a three-lifetime movie deal. She's looking at either October or November in Madison Square Garden. Lifetime movies, yeah. She's
1: now producing. Li- she's producing and starring in Lifetime movies. Oh, that's is never, it, that's it, never it, a good move
4: for women. Her they're, always, playing, they're always getting beat up or kidnapped or. I was going to say, is you know, it her playing Jenna and Travis Brown beats her up? Oh, oh, oh. CB
1: with the shade, the <laughs> shade man throwing shade. Uh, so yeah, listen, guys, this is our podcast. Tom Ryan did not call in. Uh, I guess we're gonna have. I'm gonna try to get him in for next week. Uh, but keep tuning in, uh, this week, uh, Tuesday night, watch living with funny on oxygen as well as next Tuesday, dime bar comedy show this Tuesday, Wednesday at the Hollywood Improv. It's, uh, I'm at 10 o'clock. I'm sure, uh, Dane Cook's always there as well as, uh, I mean, uh, people, people that are, always show up or like Dane Cook, uh, Rogan shows up a lot. Uh, what's his name? The director, uh, Oh, Judd Apatow! Judd Apatow, yeah, Yeah, they all they all show up. So that's a good show to be at. Uh, This weekend I'll be at the Ha Ha, Um, and then uh, coming up I'm going to be in Calgary. I'm going to be in July. I'm going to be in Fresno. I'm going to be in Hollister, and then I'm going to be in uh, Cleveland. And I don't know. I'm going to be with my girlfriend.
4: You're, just, uh, you're you, in Vegas in July. I'm in
1: Vegas in July, yes. Vegas, uh, July 4th weekend. If you want, not the 4th weekend, the week after, the fight weekend. If you want tickets, hit me up. Hook you up with some free passes. Thank you to Serena Southpaw. That was a pretty uplifting, yeah. cool thing. She's awesome. Uh, Bubba, what do you got coming up?
2: Uh, I'm going to be at your dine bar thing
1: tomorrow. Yes. And that is all. Are you, are you bringing the wifey? Uh, I don't know yet. Is your wife like a lot of porn stars going to be there? Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't matter to me at all. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm bringing her yet. Is,
3: is it tomorrow or tomorrow actual, night? Your actual no, my actual
1: birthday is Friday, okay. but I'm having a show Tuesday. I figure I might as well do both. Yeah. It's a really cool bar. They got great videos afterwards. Some hip hop from the '90s and '80s, and they and they, and they play great music. Ellenberger's going to be there. Uh, the the, the MMA Ro- coming tomorrow. Jake, yeah, Jake's coming. The MMA roast is coming. Uh, crew is coming. It's going to be great. It's going to be. Uh, gonna be fun and then we got great comedians as well i think uh brandon t jackson's gonna be there and uh michael blackson i think is performing probably uh so
4: can i double leg brandon t jackson
1: yes you could double leg brandon t jackson
4: uh what do you got coming up cb uh next week i will be in vegas thursday through sunday and i will be cage side for the Almeida garbrandt fight card uh this week i'll be in studio whenever we have the next podcast and connor's in town right yes all right. I don't want everybody else looking for him. Oh come on! I, I need, think that'll be funny. I need Laura Howarth to send over those pictures so he shows up in my apartment and comes and hangs out with me.
1: So you think? So Connor? So, so you're gonna try to find Connor?
4: He could save my bum life.
1: Nice. Uh, you got a great life. And Tyler, what do you got coming up?
3: Uh, I'm gonna be at your show tomorrow night for your birthday. Yeah. Uh, Thursday night, I'm at the Ice House, and then Saturday, I'm gonna be up in Davis, California, at the Sudwork. Brewing Company, uh, doing a, a bar show up there with uh, James Frey and a couple other guys.
1: Cool. And uh, yeah, just hanging out. Well, thank you, Brian, the sound guy. Brian, by the way, uh, is it our new sound guy. Great dude. Gets tons of pussy. Uh, just, just a really very talkative guy. Listen, um, so I want to thank Sideshow Network and also um, uh, Tip-A-Fighter. Listen, Tip-A-Fighter. Chase, what's his name? Chase Sherman?
4: Gormley. Chase
1: Gormley is fighting this week. Chase Gormley, he's with Tip of Fighter. Throw that guy money, okay? He's busting his ass. The guy works fucking three jobs. He's a male stripper on the weekends, okay? He's a great dude. Uh, Chase Gormley, one of my favorite fighters. This dude is like... Uh, he, on, he helps kids at Orphans In his free time He, he, he rescues kittens He, writes college, uh, he writes
4: college Thesis papers For money He writes
1: college Thesis papers For money I'm telling you the, the, Tip that guy He's playing he, the
4: harmonica On your nearest street corner He
1: actually gave his kidney Last week to somebody Okay Who needed a kidney Chase Gormley That's how nice of a guy he is Make sure you tip that guy With tipafighter.com Tipafighter.com Thank you Bubba Jenkins Thank you Tyler Bowe Thank you CB Gold Take care Bye bye